we give a huge Northwest welcome to Bishop Robinson this morning. Now that was good enough for me. Let's give God some praise up in here. Come on, if you love him like I love him, if God's been good to you, can you give God a real shout of glory up in here? Oh, my, 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 my. I feel like having some church right about now, especially after hearing Peter sing. <laughs> but I'm excited to be back over here at Northwest. I just believe that God's timing is always perfect. And how awesome is God to let me come the Sunday before Thanksgiving to help you give thanks unto God for your new property. Come on, y'all thank him one more time for the new stuff. And whatever God is doing in the house, you need to get ready for it to happen at your house. Somebody didn't catch it. Whatever God doing in the house, you need to get ready for some things to start happening at your house. I'm going to say it one more time. I used to be slow too. Uh, whatever God's doing in the house, you need to be ready for that to happen at your house. Now, can you praise God right now, even though it hasn't happened yet, but you can sense something is shifting and changing to your favor? Now, go on and bless the Lord like I know you can. So I'm excited about being here. I want to jump into the word because I, I believe that uh, they only give me enough time for introduction. And so, uh, but anyway, Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 through 15. I said told them 14, but it's actually through 15. And it says, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Can I get you just to say, God's getting ready to bless me in the public. Y'all just missed it. Uh-huh. And when you pray, do not use vain repetition as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. In this manner, verse 9, therefore pray, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Verse 14. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And if y'all would bear with me for about 28 minutes and 16 seconds, uh, we want to talk about this morning the power of real prayer. The power of real prayer. 
And when you think about the title, when you think about what I just stated, the very message that I'm going to speak into your spirit this morning suggests that everybody, that everybody that praying is not getting a prayer through. Everyone that's praying is not getting a prayer through. Everyone who's talking about prayer, everyone who says, I believe in prayer, is not getting a prayer through. Why? Because everybody that's praying is not living life in a righteous manner. Do I need to roll it back and say it slower? Yes, I will. Uh, everybody that's praying is not living in a righteous manner. Can I suggest to you this morning this? If you're going to live on a prayer, that is your theme for the month, isn't it? You should at least know the power of what you're working with. For the Bible says that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. The Message Bible, which is so sweet to me, says the prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm a force to be reckoned with through prayer. Now, hopefully you know the person sitting next to you so you're not ashamed to talk to them while I'm speaking. That person sitting next to you, next to you really don't understand the power that you're working with. The fact that you learn to live right has benefits that say you now have power with God so that when you pray, he hears you and stuff happens. Are you listening to the short preacher? When you pray, you have such power with God that stuff happens at the sound of your voice. Look, when I come to church I, and when people are connected to me, when people are sitting close to me in church, I want people around me who could get a prayer through. I, I want people that around me, when they pray, stuff begins to happen. See, most people in church are frustrated because they pray, but it seems like that, that things are not happening in their life. Uh, who would be real with me in here right now? I said, there's some things I've been praying for, but it seemed like God is on pause with me. I've been praying. Yeah, that, 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 they're going to real folk. They ain't got no shame in their game. They just say, yes, that's me, Reverend. Yes, you pray, and then you say, Lord, how long is this going to take? It seems like nothing is happening. You ask yourself, is God really listening to me? But God sent me by Northwest to tell you, keep on praying. He sent me by Northwest to tell you, don't you give up. Don't you stop. Keep praying. No, watch this. Let me help somebody. You got to understand that God does his greatest work in silence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. God doesn't have to talk fast in nervous insecurity. He knows who he is and he knows what he can do. Are y'all listening? Watch this. And while he may be silent, while you're praying, he's already working on your behalf. Uh, yeah, just ask Daniel. He told Daniel, he said, the moment you prayed, I released what you needed. But there was a fight going on just above your head. And some of y'all, you've been praying, don't seem like nothing happened. God said, I've already answered you. There's just some stuff going on that you don't even know about. But the answer is already on the way. Watch this. When you started the process of getting the land, God said, I already took care of it. I, but don't worry about it. It's going to come through on your favor. Y'all ain't got it yet. Y'all don't know when to shout yet, but I'm going to keep working on this. Is that all right? Watch this. Here's what I understand about this text. At some point, we all going to need to pray. 
Okay, I'm going to say it again. At some point, we all need to pray. At some point, we all have to pray. Because when I read the text in verses 5 and verse 6, verses 7, it says, when you pray. And then in verse 9, it says, therefore, in this manner pray. Meaning, since you're going to need to pray, it's imperative, my brothers and sisters, that I teach you. That's what Jesus is saying. It's imperative that I teach you how to pray to ensure that your prayers are being heard. Another thing about when you pray is that this, th th this text is powerful because it introduces to us this word pray. It introduces us to the word intercession. This word intercession comes in because this word pray is from a Greek word that means intercession. But this is not the traditional intercession where in prayer you are interceding and presenting others to God. This particular intercession is you having the ability to get into the presence of God for yourself. Okay? Uh, that means, let me help y'all. Every now and then, you're going to have to get into God's presence for yourself. That means you're not always going to be able to get to the pastor so the pastor can pray for you. You're not always going to get to the intercessory prayer team. So the intercessory prayer team can pray for you. You're going to have to know how to get a prayer through for yourself. Are you listening to me? So you got to understand this word means, he says, when you pray, meaning there's times you're going to have to pray for yourself. There's times you might have to lay hands on yourself. There's times you got to lay hands on your own children. Are y'all still here? Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor. I know how to get to God for myself. I, I ain't got to wait for pastor. I ain't got to wait for the prayer team. But I know how to go down on my knees by myself in my own secret closet and get a word through to God so he could come see about me. Are you still here? I know how to pray for myself. This text teaches us several things about prayer that's helpful to our prayer lives. The first thing that it shows us, my brothers and sisters, is that real prayer keeps us from being phony, fake, and pretending with God. Because it tells us to be not like the hypocrites. Don't come here acting like you got it all together. I, I don't know about over here at Northwest, but over at the ship, every now and then people come in, floss, and act like they got it all together and stuff going on in their lives. But when I understand the power of prayer, I could be transparent before my God. Meaning, I don't pray as a show, but I learn how to be real and transparent before God in prayer. It tells us that we have to learn how to be naked and unashamed before God. And you will never be transparent trying to fake it like you got it all together. The second thing the text shows us is that real prayer happens in private, but it'll cause you to have public blessings. Roll it back. Y'all better catch that. Real prayer happens in private, but it will cause you to have public blessings. What do you mean? God says that which you have asked for in private, I'm going to bless you with in public. Preacher, what's your point? Well, let me help you. My point is that private prayer and having a private prayer life leads to public promotions and public elevation, public breakthroughs. Watch this. You, you are embarrassed in public. God said, I want to bless you in public. Are you still here? 
let me come to you this way. When you have a relationship, I'm glad the kids are gone so I could go on and talk the way I need to talk. When you're in a relationship, you keep your private moments of intimacy secret between yourself and the one that you're being intimate with. At least I hope you do. <laughs> right? right? You, you keep those moments of intimacy secret. And intimacy literally means into me see. I get to see sides of you. I don't see with you out in the public forum. Watch this. But the fruit of intimacy is pregnancy, which becomes the public blessing. And I stopped by here to let you know, stop letting everybody be spiritual voyeurs on your intimacy with God. Stop letting others enjoy your moments of intimacy with God. Take time to spend some time alone with God. And the third thing, the third thing, the third thing that happens in real prayer is that you will find out that real prayer is not about self, but is others focused. Can I say that again? Real prayer is not about self but it is others focused. The text reveals, Peter, that God says that when you pray for others, he will automatically take care of you because he knows what you have need of before you even ask. He said when you put others before yourself, when you start lifting up other people's needs before yourself, God said, I then just take care of your needs. He said, because you wasn't so selfish that all you thought about was you. Are you still here? All right. And so real prayer is not about self, but it's other focus. Watch this. And because you were not selfish, because you weren't just thinking about you, you prayed for others in spite of what you may have been going through. God said, I'm going to bless you with what you need. Now, don't miss this. The, that means the quickest way to get what you need from God is to spend time praying for somebody else. Yeah. The quickest way to get what you need from God is to spend time praying for somebody else, praying that God blesses them, praying that God heals them, praying that God makes a way for them. The fourth thing, the fourth thing that real prayer does is it gives you a revelation of who God is. Mm. The fourth thing is it gives you a revelation of who God is because the text says, pray our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy holy name. I need you to do this for me. I, don't be afraid to talk to your neighbor, but ask your neighbor, say, neighbor, do you know who he is? Because I believe that everybody that's coming to church still don't know who God really is. I believe there's those of us who show up, we say we know him, but we really don't know him. Are you listening? Watch this, because when you know who he is, you'll move from just calling him God, but you will call him by the name that you know him as in your life. What do you mean? Well, when Abraham, over in Genesis 22, was going to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, and God provided a ram in the bush for him, he called that place Jehovah-Jireh. The Lord God who provides whatever I need. Are you still here? David 
in Psalm 23, called him Jehovah Rohi. The Lord is my shepherd. When you begin to know who he is, you call him out by what he is in your life. Does that make sense? David also called him Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God that heals, because now I know him as a healer for myself, which means I know and I've learned who God is through the context of my experience with God. Watch this. There's some things you learn by reading the book, but there's other things you learn because you experienced it for yourself. I didn't know that God really was a healer until I got sick myself, right? I, I, I didn't know that God was a provider until I needed him to provide in my life. Anybody ever need him to provide for you in your life? You didn't know how you was going to make it? Can I talk the way I talk over there in, in Holden Heights? There, there, there was more Benjamins. There was more bills than Benjamins. There was more month than money. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. But God had to show up in my life to take care of and be all that I needed him to be. That means I learned who God is through the process of pain because I see God and learn about what he can do as I go through this thing called life. Just nudge your neighbor and say, neighbor, life happens. We used to say it different back in the day, but just remember, it's still four letters. Life happens. You see, you got to understand that when life happens, I need to know that I can call on a God that can handle whatever's happening in my life. The fifth thing, the fifth thing that this text teaches us about is the power of real prayer. And that real prayer gives one a kingdom focus and you now have kingdom priorities. The text says, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And here's one from later on in the chapter, but verse 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added. That means I now have a kingdom focus and a view of the kingdom that lets me understand that I should not live in lack because, can I help somebody? I cannot imagine God being in lack and he's in the kingdom. Some of y'all looking at me a little strange. But think about it for a moment. Think about God in the kingdom of heaven lacking anything. And so when I'm praying, my kingdom focus becomes, God, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, I want to live and function the same way you function in the kingdom of heaven. I want to live and have the same things that you have. I want the same order that's happening in heaven to happen here in the earth realm. And watch this. And God put people like you and I, people who love him enough to have a kingdom focus through prayer to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he said all other things will be added unto you. So when I learn how to seek the kingdom and the kingdom agenda and have a kingdom way, and I only get there through prayer because now I'm putting the king in his proper place. 
Does that make sense? So what happens is, now my focus and priority is that what is in heaven is now the vision I have for the things on earth. The sixth thing that real prayer does is it gives us a heart of forgiveness. I knew that was going to be a tough spot. Uh, it gives us a heart of forgiveness. Look at somebody say, a heart of forgiveness. Say it one more time. Say, a heart of forgiveness. Now, now, now y'all, this, this principle here is critical. It's crucial for us to grasp if we want to have our prayers heard. Because as you noted, when I got to verses 14 and 15, that out of all that which we call the model prayer, this is the only thing that commentary was given on. He said, because if you don't get this part, you'll never get a prayer through. If, if you don't get this part, everything that you're praying for, unforgiveness is a blessing blocker. It stops up the pipeline. It keeps God from even hearing you. Are you listening to me? Look at somebody and say, we got to get this. We have to get this. Because it's critical because if you, God, if you won't forgive, God will not forgive you. If, if you won't let it go, God said, I must keep holding that same thing over your head too. Oh, my God. All right, let me, let me help you. Let me help you. I, I say I got to work a little bit. You know you can get prayers through and that they will be, be effective when you get to the point where you can pray for people who've hurt you the most. You, you, you know that you, that you can get a prayer through when you can pray for folk who have done the most damage to you in life. Deeper in the text, you'll find words that say, pray for them who persecute you and despitefully use you. Bless them that curse you. Now, maybe all y'all in here a little more saved than I am. But Pastor Mark, it took me a little while to get to this point. I had to mature because I wasn't feeling this praying for them stuff. Anybody else real with me up in here? I, I wasn't feeling that. I was praying, God, get them. Okay. <laughs> and I was mad with God because it didn't seem like he was getting them. Right? And so, so I was praying, God, get them. God, get, God, get them. But understand this. Forgiveness helps you. Forgiveness is what allows you to walk at a greater level with God because forgiveness gives you a release. Is there anybody here this today, you say, you know, I need a release, I need a release. Why? Because you've been holding on to something for so long, you probably forgot why you was even holding on. You just know you mad. Can't remember why you mad. You can't even remember all the details of what happened. Sometimes we still mad with folk and they dead. <laughs> Just nudge somebody and say, let it go, let it go, let it go. Don't hinder your prayers. Husband and wives, that's, you know what? That's one of the things that keep our prayers from being heard in our marriage relationships. 
because we mad with each other. I ain't, there ain't no way in the world. I, I, I'm not coming into agreement. Well, if you don't forgive me, we can never come into agreement. Does that make sense? The seventh thing, the seventh thing. I'm winding on down. I got seven minutes. Look at me. Good God from Zion. The seventh thing that happens when there's real prayer is real prayer acknowledges God's keeping power. Good God. Just holler back at me and say, God is a keeper. No, say it like you really know it for real. God is a keeper. Because there's some things that have happened in your life you should have lost your mind. There's some things that should have happened in your life you should have been cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs by now. There's some things that happened in your life you should have been snapped, crackled, and popped. But God is a keeper. Verse 13 says, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Meaning so be it, even so, so it is. Y'all better catch that. That means no matter no, what's going on, God is going to keep you. Amen. So be it. Even so, so it is. No matter how tough it looks, God got you covered. Even so, so be it. Even so it is. Meaning, because he has all power, God will keep, can, and God will keep you. He has all power. So God will and God can keep you. Y'all just missed the shout. Because that means, you, watch this, you acknowledge the fact that you have not kept yourself. Are you still here? Because if I could keep myself, I would never call on God. And God had to let you get into some situations to where you couldn't get yourself out. As a matter of fact, the next thing that God does in your life, watch this, it's going to be like you so low, there's no other way out. But when you come out, all you're going to be able to say is, but God. If God hadn't moved the way he did, I'd have been gone. If God hadn't did what he did, I would have never got out. But here I am today. God kept me. And watch this. I survived what took some other people out. I lived through what other people uh, committed suicide then. Are y'all still here with me? So here we go. I, I, I'm going to bring it on in so I can finish on time. And because of that, because I got five minutes, I'm going to give you a bonus principle. And here's the bonus principle. And that is real prayer is thankful. Woo, God. Real prayer is thankful. And it will cause you to erupt into spontaneous praise. Are y'all still here? Do I got any praises in here? Let me know that first. Yeah. See, see, when I really spend time with God, I'm thankful. And I bust out in spontaneous praise. And that is what is meant when they say, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out hallelujah. I thank you, God, for saving me. Uh, see, if you start thinking you'll start thanking. Roll it back. Y'all better catch that. The progression from thinking is thanking. And watch this. And if you don't thank, that means you're not thinking. 
But take a minute just to think about where God has brought you from. Take a minute to think about what all God's done in your life. Take a minute to think about how God has made a way for you. And when you start thinking about that, something just happens on the inside. You, are, you might feel like Jeremiah every now and then say, I'm not going to say nothing else about it, but it was like fire. Shut up in my bone. I couldn't keep it to myself. So here I am on Sunday before Thanksgiving. In Northwest, you have a reason to erupt into spontaneous praise today because what God has done in the life of this church, y'all ain't got it yet. You got a reason to erupt into spontaneous praise. Every now and then, a spontaneous praise just make you holler for no reason at all. It'll make you jump for no reason at all. It'll make you run. Ain't nobody even chasing you. It'll make you cry and nothing bad happened to you. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, excuse me. Why I going to give God some praise in here for all that the Lord has done for our church, what God has already provided for our church. That's why I stopped by here for a few minutes on my way to glory today. I stopped by to let you know that without the Lord, you won't be able to make it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so today. Let the redeemed, those who God has been keeping, open up your mouth, give us some glory, and say, I know my redeemer lives.